Welcome to Products to Profits with Sarah J. Cross, the podcast for creative product fempreneurs who want to play a bigger game and upscale their business. So welcome to the show. I'm Sarah J. Cross and I'm here to support you on your journey to becoming a successful product biz owner with tips, strategies and stories to support and guide you through the good times and the challenges of running a product-based business. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Chris, who is the founder of Memorable Moments app, a photo print app where you can easily upload your photos and turn them into a framed prints, collages, or wall calendars. Memorable Moments will print, frame, and send your doorstep ready to hang. Chris founded her business less than nine months after moving to Australia from Sweden back in 2017. And now she's in the process of getting her business ready for sale. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Sarah. I'm excited to chat all about your business journey and uh, even more excited to hear that you're ready to sell your business mm-hmm. um, after a, a period of, what, about four years? Not even. I moved here in uh, three and a half years ago and it took me about nine, the first nine months to get everything ready and then to launch. So I, I regard this as pregnancy, you know. Yeah. Nine months later, I gave birth to my business baby. Memorable yeah. moments. Yeah. <laughs> Memorable moments. And so what made you decide to start the business? I had a business idea around an app for photo books, actually, back in Sweden. And um, through a network, I was uh, looking at... Oh, Oh, I'll go back a bit further than that. Uh, my best friend was telling me that she felt like a bad mother because she didn't have any photos in her home. And I was like, you're not a bad mother. Of course you're not. At the same time, I was having foot surgery, so I had to sit still. And I was doing photo books and um, taking a lot of time. But I was so frustrated by, by the fact that those apps were so difficult to use, not user-friendly at all. And therefore, I decided I'm going to design my own. Mm. And um, I started designing it. I had an app queen back in Sweden who was helping me. And then through network, an app company in Sweden got heard about my idea of doing a photo um, printing app. And we got to talk. And actually, two weeks before moving here, Uh, we decided that I was going to launch it in Australia instead of designing and and producing my own. Fabulous. That's so exciting. Yes. And uh, so what were the biggest challenges when you were starting your business so soon to, you know, moving across to the other side of the world and how did you overcome them? When I look back at it, I actually realised that I was a bit crazy to start it that soon. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I had no previous app experience. I had no market knowledge of Australia. I had been here once, but backpacking in the 90s. I didn't have any local network and I didn't hadn't worked in the photography industry. Oh. Uh, so nothing was really... It was all new. <laughs> exactly. Everything was all new. Uh, but what I did as I landed, I did a big market analysis to actually get to know the market conditions, demographics, geography and competition, all of that. And then I discovered 
that Australia was listed 53 place in the world when it comes to broadband quality. Mm. I also learned about all the Australian made the importance of that. Um, so everything that's foreign was uh, not welcome. Yeah. That's my impression. Yeah. <laughs> Home delivery was really slow and expensive, especially for items like I was looking at doing photo printing. And that com- uh, the competition to that date was people going to Kmart to sit at photo booth with their USB stick and put it into the booth and then print it. And the app readiness was really, oh no, an app that sounds complicated. What is that about? Honestly, I felt a bit like traveling back in time. Mm. Um, So there were lots of challenges, but I also said, I said to myself, I have a network of I need to set up a network of partnerships with people that are willing to, to bring this on. I also know that the app company that I was working with, uh, they had a lot of knowledge and learnings from other markets, nine countries in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we decided was that I was going to license and be have exclusive rights in Australia and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a way, I think that market analysis gave me a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. Uh, to actually see okay there are opportunities here yeah yeah absolutely perfect timing yeah yeah so what were the benefits to starting your business on the other side of the world I guess it's coming back to what I said about opportunities I decided to see that Instagram marketing here and social media influencers, they were still growing and it was working I mean back in Sweden so many influencers had been uh, sort of uh, become obsolete and too many of them so they weren't really as effective as here I could also see the smartphone penetration Mm. iPhone in in my case was really high and that was positive Um, I also decided okay I need to have local production and I felt that was strongly um, both good because it's local production means uh, shorter transportations you can also hire people uh, in the where in where I decided to have my production in in a rural town here in Victoria, that gives local um, opportunities for jobs. And uh, I also said that um, that could keep cops, uh, costs down. Yes. But I also knew that because I decided to license my app and instead of building my own app, I knew that that was a quicker way to go to market. It was an easier way. I could. Um, I didn't need to learn everything. I didn't need to focus on the tech side, which isn't my background. Yeah. Uh, and also that I, through my supplier relationship back back in Sweden, I knew that I could gain knowledge and we could, they could help me get on board and, and uh, quickly mm. go to market. Yeah, because I imagine like the the investment of a startup app um, and you know the. Um, the mainframes, you know, behind building something like that would be incredibly costly and and take a lot of time to get ready mm. to launch. Yeah, and as I said before, I was when I was designing it, uh, even though I never got to the coding stage and, and the programming of an actual app, just doing the the one on the design of it on paper, so to speak, in, in theory, uh, it's called Wireframe. Already on that at that stage, I realized, God, this is going to take so much uh, money, time, and also energy from me. And I'm not, mm. I don't, I think I see tech as an enabler. I don't love 
working with it, yes. which is great now with my um, license agreement that when I have tech issues, because there are always bugs and things happening to tech, mm-hmm. I have the, the the licensor that I can contact and, and, and they sort me out. Get support, yeah, exactly. and have that ongoing support. So what have you implemented that has had the biggest impact on your business growth? I th- believe it's uh, the influencer co- collaborations in social media. And I think that has helped really to reach out to audiences that haven't um, been able to, to become aware of my app. Mm-hmm. But also implementing early last year in COVID the uh, to have a core content platform for marketing. Uh, to share knowledge and uh, serving my customers through how to do tutorials and blog posts and videos uh, that we then implemented in email marketing and social media as as a really good way to keep having contact with my uh, with my client base Mm -hmm. and it was obviously a need to have a a phenomenal VA like my May who I could also outsource it to but I think if, if I look at the biggest impact, I think all in all, it's that my strong relationship with my photo printing lab, mm-hmm. which is a professional printing lab where normally customers wouldn't be able to, to print through them. And they have a, they only work with business to businesses and they have a really strong ethos in, in quality checking. So the two of us have been working a lot about but to make sure that the quality is spot on and, and uh, checking orders in that sense. Mm. And uh, so last year, a lot of customers were coming back uh, and, and returning because they felt that uh, we always made sure that the quality was spot on. Mm. And, uh, and they actually preferred if we sometimes stop orders, if the if photo is blurry or and not... Um, not great they prefer us to stop it and and uh and 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 then we make sure that the order will go through in a a great way yeah fabulous so chris what was it like having an app as the centerpiece of your product business it's actually interesting because there's so many people that don't really understand how much work it is they think it's a little square on the phone And then I remind them, but think about companies like Uber, Spotify, or the internet banking apps. Mm. It is a whole machinery behind it. And although in my case, it's, I'm, I don't run all that machinery, but I think there are many pros and cons and, and uh, having an app demands uh, quite a bit of money and patience, but also interest for technology. So if I was to divide that into pros and cons, if um, I think the pros are that, of course, it's for a customer free to download. Mm. So I am the one paying the, uh, the presence on App Store. Uh, my ordering system is on their phone and then in their pockets. So obviously, there is a closeness okay. to, to customers and loyalty can then become easier because the app is already there and yeah. it's easy for them to go back. I also think it's from another great benefit is that I, in my app, can do all the updates through in my backend system on my desktop and straight away it's updated in the app. So it's almost like magic yeah. uh, that I can do it that way. But on the other side, uh, on the other hand, uh, some cons uh, to an app is definitely that it's costly mm. put in place. Um, I decided to have this license agreement instead of developing my own. Mm-hmm. But 
converting it into my branding and make it Australian fit um, did, did take a lot of time as well. Yeah, yeah. Also that if you compare it to like a web-based uh, desktop, like a Spotify shop, uh, sorry, I mean Shopify <laughs> store, um, having an app is actually a longer journey from awareness to conversion into a sale. Yeah. Because there are extra clicks to reach it, extra yeah. clicks to download it. Mm. And getting an app download is necessary. And getting many app downloads is, is a necessary KPI to me to follow. Mm-hmm. However, app downloads doesn't equal using it or even opening an app that you've downloaded. Mm. And that's the same for any app in any industry. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people are quite keen to get an app, but they don't realize that it does actually involve a lot of extra effort. Yeah, yeah, in terms of integrating it. And as you said, it's not like a website, is it? It's it's uh, sort of more clicks and commitments. And is it a, an app that charges a monthly fee or is it just a one-time upfront fee? It's uh, in, as I call it in the, in the on the in the app. It's in app purchases. So the the, the app is free to download, mm-hmm. and once you place an order, then you pay you pay for that order. Yeah. But no subscription, no no usage fee or any any such things, mm-hmm. and uh, that's uh, that's quite common in the photo printing industry that you mm-hmm. pay for what you what you order. Yeah, what you order. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, I think compared to a desktop solution, it's also uh, it's a clean design. And what we this what we have been focusing on is to make it as easy as possible. Mm. So ordering is only in three clicks, and then you have your your you yeah. just sit back and relax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, easy. Yes. So, Chris, you've made the decision to sell Memorable Moments app. Mm. What made you decide to sell your business? Uh, it was not an easy decision. I think starting was easier <laughs> than yeah. coming to the other end. But I, like for many others, last year, 2020, was a tough year. Bushfire, pandemic, my best friend became a widow. We bought and moved houses. And then online schooling and hard lockdowns here in Victoria was uh, was taking its toll. I worked hard and I grew my business. But in the beginning of this year, 2021, I felt that I needed to have a really uh, big evaluation. So I systematically sat down Mm. and looked through my business model using Business Model Canvas, you know that tool, Uh, obviously a SWOT analysis too, and then also mapped out what activities do I need to to drive change, which activities do I need to do better, more or less or different of. And then I realized if I'm going to take this business now into a second phase, I personally wasn't up for it. I felt that I wanted another type of career. Mm. Uh, so I decided um, that I I would, especially from last year, <laughs> I want to work more offline than online. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's more, I want to meet people. I want to yeah. be with people. And uh, I know many are loving it being working from home and, and, and having online space as, as their field. But I think I'm I'm a people person. So mm-hmm. I, I've, I really realized that last year. Yes. That I was 
missing out on that. You're craving the connection and yeah. the, uh, um, yeah. you know, in-person connection and even, yeah, being around amongst other like-minded exactly. um, business owners. But at the same time, when I was doing this evaluation, I was I was really seeing so much content and some so much potential. So I was saying, God, this app, the apps really work well. The products are amazing. Customers are super happy, and they're coming back. And I invested so much time and resources on mm. the infrastructure and setting up all the procedures and templates mm. and systems and partnerships. Yeah. So I could see this pattern develop that uh, this is a lot of value. And customers, yeah. I don't want to. I don't just want. I don't just want to give it up. That's how yeah. I felt about it. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like an adoption now, isn't it? Because you said that you had like pregnancy, and then you birthed the baby, oh, and then really? you've had the the baby has been in sort of uh, toddler infancy <laughs> toddler now. And now it's sending them off to uh, boarding school or adoption. Um, and it is a big decision to make. I sold my first business that I started from my kitchen table mm. when I was just 25 and, and that business was very successful in corporate gifting and I sold it at the 10-year mark um, mm. and it was a half a million dollar sale. So I was, you know, very happy. But those that money really accounted for those first few years of three years of hard slog of not getting paid. You know, mm. I sort of saw it as my payday. But letting go of something that you've poured so much energy into is always really, really difficult. Yeah. And it needs to be... Um, it needs to be, um, you know, you need to be very clear on the decision that you're, you've made um, so that you're ready to let go and move on to the next, the next exciting adventure that you have. So, Chris, what have you had to think about and implement to get your business ready to sell? This has been so interesting. I, I, um, there's a lot to do to get ready. And, and in my case, it's an exit to sell as a going concern. So I started with, with actually how I started at the beginning. I, de I decided to define who can buy my business. Mm. So I then came to the conclusion that it's this is a great opportunity for any Australian that wants to work, as I said, in home-based mm. internet business within the photography industry, mm. where everything is already set up and they can scale it up. Mm. Uh, so typically I'd see uh, a photo loving individual who wants to focus on this online mm. e-commerce sales and marketing and collaborations yeah. in a business with a little inventory. And then I looked at, okay, how am I going to do this? What's the selling process like? So I've been preparing all the, the documents, uh, even to have an NDA and uh, started putting out the word in, in, in advertising and then started to interview. And, and actually, as you said, it, it's, it feels like I'm recruiting yeah. <laughs> a successor. Yeah. I know that's not what's going to be in the end of it, yeah. but um, obviously putting together all the confidential information like the, about the boss business model and the structure and the financials. And, yeah. and then we'll see when, when we come to an agreement, but I've also said that, um, with this defining what I'm, I'm actually putting on the table, I put myself in the shoes of, an, of, of that new owner and said, what, what do they really need to know about the business to understand what it's like? So explaining the business model is one thing, mm. but uh, 
then also what is included. And, and I started just to list everything, all the manuals and the documents and the strategies that I have and um, to really see what systems and, and procedures are there is that mm. someone else could use and benefit yeah, and understand. Yeah. And, and, and do you know what, Sarah? The best is that I went from being really sad and feeling tired and, and, and not wanting to continue because I didn't want to continue to looking like with this new adoptive parent that would buy my business baby. I felt so proud mm. and I've been yeah. so excited and it feels really like, wow, I've, I've done this in, in those over three, almost four years soon. And um, there is someone out there who mm. wants to continue. Mm. Fabulous. That's how it I is, feel. It's much. a life sort of, a, it's a big life-changing moment. And um, I think you go through a bit of a roller coaster mm. of emotions of letting go um, because sometimes I, for my first business, it sort of had formed a lot of my identity. Mm. And I think letting go was um, kind of difficult. But then at the same time, it was I was ready for the next chapter. And I guess it's a, about marrying up what works best mm. for your personality and for where you are in your in your stage of life. And when I sold my business, I really wanted to um, at that point, my my first child was two years old, and I wanted to have another child, which I've got a I've got two sons, um, and I felt ready to put my focus into being a mum and being a you know a new mum, and yes. and that I was ready to exit at the ten year mark. Yeah. Um, so I think it's always about sort of really looking, having a bit of soul searching when you are ready to sell a business, and actually you know making sure that it is aligned with what you want to get out of it because mm. I see as a business coach people set up a business in a lot of ways to have the freedom and flexibility and what happens sometimes is that the business ends up controlling them mm. more than anything and mm -hmm. it turns out to not be quite what they had planned no, exactly and, and so, uh, there are also especially what I've noticed in this country, um, more than the other countries I've lived in, that uh, many wants to work during school hours yes. and then combine that with the business. And sometimes I say, yes, that depends what kind of business you, you're starting. Yeah. You, it's sometimes a bit naive to think that you can run a business four days a week. Oh, yeah. Hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It can be very stressful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But maybe others are more patient than I am I, I and, and can fit that in. Yeah. 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 And so, Chris, what's next for you once you've sold your business? What's your next step or your next vision? Exactly. I, I'm going to be enjoying having a bit of an entrepreneurial pause, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is not my first business. It's actually my fourth time. Mm -hmm. But, uh, of course, there will be other ventures in the other in ventures the future yeah. i mean once an entrepreneur always an entrepreneur oh yeah i think uh, you know you can safely say you're unemployable now <laughs> so that's wonderful chris thanks so much for being here today yeah. with us if our listeners want to find out about getting their own photography printed and framed and things like that where can they go to find you on uh, web and Instagram. Exactly. So 
on the web, it's memorablemomentsapp.com. Yes. And on Instagram, it's memorablemoments underscore app. Okay, fabulous. So, well, everyone, if you want to check out um, this fabulous um, app that uh, Chris has brought to Australia and um, can, you know, save you so much time and everyone always gets so forgetful. We always have digital, so much digital yet not enough actually shared, you know, like visual printables in our homes these days. So I hope everyone has found today's chat as exciting as I did. If you have loved this episode, please make sure to share it with a friend or leave us a review so more people can find us. It's time to say to say goodbye and I will see you in our next episode. This week's episode is brought to you by the Creative Product Institute. It's time to scale your business to the next level, stop wearing all the hats and get the business and life balance that you dream of. Head to sarahjcross.com for more information. Loved this episode of Products to Profits? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated.